0: And well, you can be seated. If you haven't been here, we're in a, uh, a series on the 10 gifts, and I'm excited because we're going to incorporate just some really good news um, for our church and for our future uh, this morning. Our early service was pretty packed, and I know we're on, a lot of us are on spring break, so we want to welcome all of you spring breakers watching online this morning. We're happy you're here tuning in uh, so you can be a part of the news as well. Uh, but as we're in this series on the 10 gifts, where we would fall uh, this morning is under commandment number eight, which says, Thou shalt not steal. And as I've just been praying through this commandment, the um, Holy Spirit really just took me to the place of generosity and reading and, and searching the scriptures of, of what the word of God has to say about being generous. What's awesome about the word generosity is really the gospel is predicated in generosity, that scripture says, for God so loved the world that he what? That he gave. So the heart of who God is, is a generous God. And he lavishes his love, his goodness. He, his heart is to bless his people. And so when we read the scripture and, and look what Jesus has to say about generosity, um, it's surprisingly he has a, a lot to say. And so it was the word of God. I was just doing a word study. And um, when you look at the scripture, it's uh, just in reference to salvation in the word of God. It's 200, 218 times is what it will say. But when it comes to talking about stewardship, wealth, money, uh, it, those topics are mentioned from the Old to the New Testament uh, over 2,000 times. So we see that the word of God has a lot to say about stewarding, about wealth, about possessions, um, and really teaching us that what Jesus said, wherever your treasure is, there your heart Will be also, And so this morning, I just want to share um, some points that I've learned on my journey of generosity, and I pray that it encourages you as well. Uh, and then we're going to weave in some awesome, great news, uh, just really about uh, what the direction that God is, is taking us as a church and some opportunities that open. If you're taking notes, really, the, the phrase or the word that God laid on my heart was from obligation to opportunity. From obligation to opportunity. And when it comes to worship, when it comes to serving, when it comes to giving, we have to be on guard to not allow those things to be an obligation, but to always be an opportunity. That coming to church is a opportunity. Worshiping God is an opportunity. Being able to pray together is an opportunity. And as Pastor Joy shared with us at our renewal night on Wednesday, she said, always come into the house of God with a spirit of expectation because you don't know what God wants to do, what he wants to speak, what he wants to say to you because the Holy Spirit has a way of taking a message, taking the word and making it personal to your situation and to what you're doing. Also want to welcome in Casey and Nadi. You guys are all the way back from Colorado. You're visiting, we're happy you guys made it here safe and you're in church today, so good to see you guys. And you came on a great Sunday, so uh, awesome. There you go. Made sure your flight was at night so you could be at church on Sunday. That's awesome. So we're happy you guys are here. But I wanna go uh, to a passage of scripture. Um, And this is where we see uh, David. And we see really a prayer and we see his heart uh, to build God's house and to build the temple. Now what I love about David is he was passionate about two things. He was passionate about God's heart and he was passionate about God's house. Like through all of his... Uh, the, the sin we see in his life. And, and what's neat about David is you see his humanity. Like you see his, his flesh when it rises up. You see his human nature, that the Bible just didn't leave that stuff out. But it showed us, and that's why David is so relatable, because you can relate to his humanity. And so here's where we see just a powerful prayer um, of David, of just really speaking on this heart of generosity. Before we read the scripture, I want you to see the definition of what obligate means because we don't want to be obligated because we're all obligated to many things in our life, but serving God is not one thing we want to feel obligated to do. Obligate simply means to bind or to compel someone, especially legally or morally. Also says it's to be restricted to a particular function or mode of life. So obligate can fall into that. So I wanna look at what 1 Chronicles 29 has to say. It says this, it says, but who am I? This is David talking. And who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? So he's saying it is a privilege to give. It's a privilege to be generous. It says everything comes from you, and we have given you only what comes from your hand says, we are foreigners and we are strangers in your sight as were all our ancestors. It says, our days are like a shadow without hope. Lord, our God, all this abundance that we have provided for building you a temple for your holy name comes from your hand and all of it belongs to you. And if we can just get the revelation that David has that everything belongs to God and we steward and we manage what God gives us. David has this revelation Goes on to say, and this is where it's it's powerful because money of what we learned in our have learned in our legacy journey, and again, generosity goes far beyond just talking about money, but money has a lot to do with it. Is that uh, money magnifies who you are? Money magnifies who you are. So, if you have a poor character quality, when you get money, then it usually magnifies that. And so we see, you know, people who get money quick, then don't manage it well or don't glorify God in it, it magnifies the flesh very quickly. And that's why scripture says, it's not that money is evil, it is the love of money, that you can have money, but money can't have you. That's what Jesus has to talk about when it comes to money. So here's where we see that David has really passed this integrity test with being generous or with wealth. It says, I know my God, in verse 17, that you test the heart, and are pleased with integrity. It says, all these things I have given willingly and with honest intent. And now I have seen with joy how willingly your people who are here have given to you. Verse 18 says, Lord, the God of our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, keep these desires and these thoughts in the hearts of your people forever and keep their hearts loyal to you. What's neat about where Jesus says where your treasure is there, your heart is also. We have to understand that God, that Jesus, the heart of the church is not to go after money, but the heart heart of God is to go after your heart. It just so happens that money and our heart are very closely connected. So that's why Jesus has to speak to, he says, wherever your treasure is, that's going to reveal to where your heart is as well. And so David here, with really his mission, his purpose, and his calling was to be consumed with the heart of God and to be consumed with building the house of God. And the reason I say consumed because scripture actually says in Psalms that a zeal or a passion for God's house consumes me, that he was dedicated to God's work, to God's will for his life. And so quickly, several points I just wanna share with you of things I've learned on the journey of generosity is simply that, number one is this, to fight greed, we must activate generosity. To fight greed in our lives because our flesh will always be prone and the American dream always tells us to consume, to consume, to consume. So if you're not intentional, you can easily fall into a spirit of greed. But to fight greed, we have to activate generosity. That's why I love the Bible because uh, when it talks about tithing because tithing activates things in your life. How many of you have experienced tithing activating things in your life? It's, it's incredible. And the thing with the tithe, it, it tests us in two ways. Number one, the tithe first, how it tests us is as it did with David that when he's talking about that as I've given, you've seen my integrity and it pleases you, that when we tithe It tests our motives, it tests our heart, and ultimately it tests, do we really believe that God, that we can trust God with 90% that's blessed versus 100% that isn't? That's the moral of really what you get into tithe and what you see revealed through that. And so when we tithe, it activates this generosity and we are showing God that we wanna trust you and we wanna steward what you've given us. Number two is this. Of what we see in this passage of scriptures, we see that that uh, giving is an act of worship. And what I put down is to truly worship; it must be more than words. We have to always remember that worshiping God isn't singing two or three songs on a Sunday, right? We know that, but worship if, of what, how it's revealed in the Word of God, is there's an act to it. That's why when we tie them, when we give, it is an act of worship. And when we do it, there's how we do it is we do it with a cheerful heart that we don't begrudgingly give and have to, it has to be peeled away or it's like there's glue on our hands when we try to drop it in, in the basket, right? But to truly worship, it has to be more than words. That it's not just our words that express worship, it's our actions, it's our choices, it's what we do with our lives. That's why Paul says in Romans, present yourselves as a living sacrifice. It's a, it's a sacrifice of worship our lives are. And so to truly worship, it's got to be more than words. Number three is this, what we see through the life of David, is that to reap into the future, you must sow into the present. When you get in and you study really the building of the temple, you'll see that David was blessed with great wealth, blessed with gold and silver. It'll talk about how he brought these, this wealth and presented it um, to the church treasury so that the temple could be built. And what you have to understand about David, he had the knowledge that he wouldn't live to see it built or live to worship in the temple. So essentially, David had this understanding and this knowing because the word was given to David that there was too much blood on his hands, right? That he was a warrior and there was blood on his hands, so he wasn't going to be able to participate in the temple. But what he could do was give what God had blessed him with. And you'll see that relationship between him and his son Solomon, that Solomon would be the one to build the temple. And so David had, to, had this understanding that my role in this is to set up the next generation, that I'm doing my part and I'm setting up the next generation. Now what's neat is, I, when I think about our church, is our church just isn't a church of one generation or even two, but through the life of this church, 30 on some years, is we've been able to see four generations blessed. And we wouldn't be sitting here today if it wasn't for families and it wasn't for members who started out at the beginning phases in a hotel um, where Pastor Joy started ministering in and believing and moving and going that there was so much seed planted to where we're now reaping the seed that was planted 30-odd some years ago. And so there's always this law of sowing and reaping. The Bible is full of it. And understanding that is key to understanding generosity as well. And you're gonna hear a great testimony uh, from Kathy uh, where she saw God move in a powerful way as well. She's gonna share that during offering. But I'm moving quickly because I wanna get uh, to some great news that we have. And number four is this, what we see through the life of David is that he was blessed to be a blessing, blessed to be a blessing. Now this just really describes the heart of Christian generosity is that we understand when God blesses us there's always purpose to it it's usually not always for ourselves. yes we take care of our families Dave Ramsey did an incredible job of showing how to leave a legacy for your family um, and what giving really looks like and what the heart of scripture has to say about it but ultimately we know that we're blessed to be a blessing that we have our money can have a great witness to it when used in a way that honors God Again, that's why we see where David said that the testing of his heart, that God was pleased with his integrity. Acts 20, Acts 20 35 also says this. We know it in the early church that it's it, what the apostles had the understanding of that it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. It's always more blessed to give than it is to receive. And so those are just four points of what God really began dealing with me. And what I want to share is, is a miracle that's taken place. And what I'm, I just called out some members of our church that have been, in, have been here kind of from the inception and want them to share their stories of the history of things. So through this journey that I'm about to describe, I want to make sure we know the history and hear how God has moved and how God has done. Um, and Chad and Teresa, I'm going to need you to share your story in the future as well of um, the powerhouse property as well. Because what is cool about our our church is we have a lot of people now who might not know those stories. Uh, So to have those stories of how seeing God has moved um, and how he's provided and guided. But what I want to share with you, and you're going to get a packet here in a little bit, so Clay, if you want to get those ready and it's going to explain more. Um, As we were preparing for the Dave Ramsey Legacy class, we have an advisor that um, I was talking with. And if you you know Dave Ramsey, his heart is to do everything debt-free, like to an extreme, like debt-free everything. And you're like, man, doing things debt-free takes time, it takes patience, it takes trusting God. But really, when you do things debt-free, it's kind of us getting out of the way because you can always make things happen, get the loan, get the financing. But there's something powerful when you kind of get out of the way and say, God, we wanna honor you and have the approach of doing things debt-free. And so I was on the phone with our advisor and was just really encouraging our church, really encouraging. He works with pastors and helping them set up a debt-free future for ministry, and which is a lot of my heart as well, and I know the heart of this church. And you need to know if you don't that the building you're sitting in, the, the land down the road, everything associated with the school, there is zero ministry debt um, a part of this ministry um, and I think that in and of itself is a huge blessing and a, a great thing to honor God in. And so I was on the phone and just kind of sharing our story, kind of sharing the position we're in. We ended the conversation and what he had said was, you know, Garrett, whatever your, your church's desire is to build, if God is calling it, he'll fund it. And it's like, okay, I've heard that before, but where's the, where's the manifestation of that, right? Well, how many of you know God has a sense of humor? So I got off the phone with him, and it wasn't but 25, 30 minutes later, I got a cold call from someone, and if you're like me, you usually don't answer those, because either it's Google, either it's a robocall, you know, your phone is just blowing up every day all the time now, at least mine is. And so I answered this call, got off the phone, answered the call, and he asked, is this Pastor Garrett? I said, yes, you know, who is this? And I just won't share his name because I didn't ask. But as I was talking on the phone with him, he said, my son used to go um, to the powerhouse that he was a student there when he was in high school, and he had given me your phone number. And what he had shared is kind of what he does is that he's a broker, and he connects, uh, um, what he does is is a broker connecting big projects where uh, sites that need to get rid of mud and get rid of dirt that he then connects them with places that are available to take it and to do site work. So I said, okay, you've, you've caught my attention. And so I connected him with my dad who has worked in, with dump trucks and Fivefold and excavating. like, you're probably gonna wanna talk to him. He might know a little bit more about this. So they talked and, and I wanna describe now what position this puts us in after we talked. And Tim, I want you to put it up. Here's what we're calling it. Uh, Because a miracle took place. We're calling it the Muddy Million Dollar Miracle. That's a mouthful. uh, But it's the Muddy Million Dollar Miracle. And here's what's neat. Is if you talk to anyone who's been a part of the base of our church. Really the the hindrance. Because everyone. I get the question. Why aren't we building? Why can't we go? Well do you have a million to two million dollars that we can do this with? Okay. Stuff is not cheap when you talk buildings. And. What was neat is, on the phone call, is he described how the, um, if you've seen on the news, that $90 million has been allotted to seeing Mount Zion and Richwood, uh, the whole flow of traffic, new streets, uh, new on-ramps, that there's an extensive amount of site work that's going to be done there. And they just so happen to need somewhere that's in the middle of Mount Zion and Richwood to bring fill dirt and to bring topsoil to well, guess what piece of property is right in the middle of Mount Zion and Richwood? The powerhouse is. And so what he said he does is especially working with ministries and churches is he wants to give these services, guess, guess for how much? Between the $10,000 permit that would have to be attained to change the soil elevation to the, um, the compacting of the land, preparing the site, guess how much he said that it would cost on our end to have a million and a half worth of services done. Exactly, zero dollars. So that's why we're calling this the muddy million dollar miracle is that they're willing and, and able to prepare the site, to level it out, to make it ready to build if we were to ever go that way and just increase the value of the property. So can we just take a second and thank God that this miracle has taken place. Awesome. And that's why with when we got the property, Chad, how long ago has it been now? 95. So that's when the property was attained. And I want you to share the faith journey of that. Um, and I asked, uh, Carol Shirley, um, Pastor Joyce's sister who ran the hospitality ministry there for a time. There's been a lot of history on that property. And so this is just another story and another season of how that property has been a blessing. Um, So that's not even the bulk of what I want to share you. That's just the entry point to really now where I want to go. We're seeing that miracle, that connection take place. Uh, We just signed the contract on it. And it's going to be uh, a 24-month, so two years, to bring in all the dirt to have the site work done. So it's, it's a huge project. It's a lot of dirt, if you've seen it. it the property pretty much goes like this into a pond. Um, so there's a lot of work that needs to be done there, but uh, 20 acres, that's right, 18 acres, I think, to be exact. Uh, so that is a huge blessing. But now here's where I want to go. Um, and this is, again, another miracle that's taken place in clay. Dad, if you guys go ahead and, and pass these out, you're going to get a packet uh, that we put together that is going to describe now what I'm going to talk about. And this is a lot about the future of Zion Christian Academy. Uh, we told, shared with you, um, really at the beginning of the school year this year, that we've started the process of the school becoming fully accredited through the International Christian Accreditation Association. And with that, it's a 2 to 3, 3 to 5, depending on how quick we go with it, your process. And it takes time, it takes money, it takes resources, um, and regulation as well. And one of the immediate setbacks that we have, and what you're seeing in your, in your uh, plan right now, is our classroom size. That our, our classrooms are really too small to really grow the school. If you've ever been downstairs, you would know that our school is here And uh, this past year, we were able to increase classroom size up at the powerhouse as well. But if you turn your page um, to the site plan, and Tim, if you'd put that up, this was just a site plan we got put together. And you'll see the existing property here at the church. And what you're looking at where it says building, that's the building you're sitting in now, the two buildings, the old sanctuary, which is GPC Kids. And then the existing building that was built in 94-95, the sanctuary here. Um, You'll see the new parking lot, which was attained, the land and the parking lot was built in 05-06. And what was neat about that when that was put together is it was always done in mind to build a retention pond big enough. Uh, to also level the site as best as possible, as cost-effective as the time, where if we were to ever put anything north of our parking lot, it would be available and it would be ready. Uh, so again, that was in 06. And um, what you'll see there is you'll see a, the, the church school, which is going to be Zion Christian Academy. And if you read in the letter that I typed up, that's going to be 6,000 square feet worth of classroom space. Now, we're getting the, the the interior floor plan put together, uh, so we don't have that for you yet, uh, but we'll show that to you, but it's gonna house anywhere between six classrooms, an office, bathrooms, a commercial kitchen, and then it's gonna have a 60 by 40 fellowship space, um, which if you've been inside the powerhouse, I believe the powerhouse building is 60 by 40 in and of itself, close to it. Um, so that f- space is gonna... Work is a, is a gymnasium for the kids. It's also gonna be a flex space for the church, for events, for classes. Um, it's just gonna be a multi-purpose space that we can use because everything we do, we always think, how can this be used for the church and how can this be used for the school, our youth ministry, where we wanna have, uh, you know, the lights on pretty much all the time that these space, it, all these spaces are being used regularly um, and, and maximizing that. And then you'll see behind it is where a future gymnasium uh, would go. And this gymnasium would also act as a gymatorium, which can be a halfway point uh, for as our church begins to grow, the church can also use that space as we attain the capital and the money needed to then go up the street. Uh, So that gymnasium can also house, there'll be enough space for high school classrooms, there will also be a gym it can be used as as a sanctuary on sunday if is designed properly Um, so this site plan right here is currently with boone county planning and zoning so things are moving forward with it and um, i have to tell you this is i've taken on the journey of working with boone county and please pray for me because they love uh, poking at you and working with you and saying this doesn't work that doesn't work but we're doing everything correct, we're doing everything to be permitted um, and licensed. So um, that is with Boone County as we speak. And uh, here's what's neat, you'll see in the letter that this isn't just the church school, the Zion Christian Academy, this isn't something that's happening years from now. Um, we've actually are able to break ground on this if everything is approved summer, this summer of 2019 that's when we seek to get things ready to go in the north of our parking lot here for Zion Christian Academy. So can we just take a second and thank God that he's made a way for this. Now we're gonna talk about our part to play in this is that you'll see um, the total cost of this project is gonna be $250,000, Now, if you've ever been a part of building something, you'll know that that is actually very cost-effective and very cheap to get that much square footage in a commercial building. Um, You'll see that we already have funds secured of $150,000, so there's already cash in place, so we need to just raise an additional $100,000 to be able to pay for this project. And again, our heart is to do this completely debt-free where we don't have to go and get a loan to do it, that if we can do it and position ourselves to do it debt-free, I think that would be a huge miracle and a huge goal to go toward as a church and as a ministry. And so you'll see that laid out there. Um, If you also turn to the back, I I wanna quickly just show you what um, the building will look like. You'll see it'll be a a pre-engineered steel building and Uh, That's the the front facade there. You also see behind me uh, some 3D graphics of what it'll look like with walking right into office space, classrooms, and then fellowship, multi-purpose space uh, in the back. So it's going to be a beautiful building. It's going to be, again, all up to code, all ready to go and uh, worked through. Cross your fingers by this school year. but so there's just a few pictures tim if you want to show uh, a couple other ones and like i said our heart is to break ground on this this within the next few months so this isn't something that's in the future this is something that's happening in the next few months so as you're seeing the building you've looked at the site plan now this is again our goal is to raise a hundred thousand dollars to put fully and completely toward the expansion of ZCA you'll see if you turn to the for the future calendar this is what we're calling this for the future and how we have this set up Brent's going to explain that every family in Zion Christian Academy has a calendar and with their calendar each family's responsibility is to fill up that their calendar now with this calendar if you've seen a ZCA one there's a couple more zeros added on each date okay So this calendar isn't for each church member. Here's how we're doing this, is this is gonna be our calendar as one body. So one body is gonna contribute to one calendar. And the goal is, you'll see a line split up in the middle, and this will all make sense when you understand how our fundraiser event, the ZCA Color Run, works on May 18th. So this is working together with the school with that. And so you'll see starting from day one at the bottom all the way up to day 30. And each day has a value with it, where day one is $100 and day 30 is $3,000. Now when you see the line, that represents that we can split the days so that one person or one family doesn't have to give $3,000, but they can say, hey, we wanna give $1,500. So then we would check mark that, hey, $1,500 of day 30 has been fulfilled. And then another family or church member can come along and say, hey, we want to give uh, $1,500 there to then complete day 30. And then day 30 is crossed off and good to go. Now, what's neat about this calendar is that when this calendar is completed in full, we'll have raised $46,500. When you add it all up, that's the grand total of what this calendar will bring in. Now, our color run is 40 days away. So we're putting a big goal out there pretty quickly that within 40 days, if we can have this calendar filled out, then just as a church, we will raise $46,500. And then on the school side with Zion Christian Academy, with their calendar, each family, one calendar for family, whereas they're calling grandparents and friends and aunts and uncles, they're gonna raise $465. Now, if just 50 students fulfill their calendars at $465 each, then that will bring in a little over $20,000 on the school side. 23,250. Okay, (laughs) 23,250. She knows the number. And so you add that up with our 46,500, that's a great chunk of change to attain in 40 days. Now again, we have 107 students in the school, so that's just 50 students on ZCA's end fulfilling that calendar. So we have a plan in place. Um, and I didn't do a good job of explaining it in the first service, so I pray I, I clarified it pretty well now. Uh, but if you have further questions of how this will work, uh, please come and see me or Bryn. Uh She can explain that as well. And we'll also have a large calendar in the back to kinda show when slots start filling up. So if you wanna take the pressure off someone today, you can go ahead and knock out The three, day 30, okay? (laughs) That would be great. The Holy Spirit is prompting you, okay? But you'll read in the letter that we're not gonna take an offering today. We're not gonna take an offering next week. But we really want this to be a journey and a faith venture between you and God and that you really get with your family, you get with your spouse, and you pray and ask the Holy Spirit what he would have you give. Now, here's the incredible part. By us not having to go and get loans, there's no interest involved, this building can be paid for in cash with no mortgage, no payment, no ministry debt. That is, I think, a great goal for us to go after and continue our journey as a church as being debt-free. Now here's a story I wanna share with you of why God's hand is all over this, is when a gift was given to work with a design team with our steel provider, And with that gift, they designed kind of the picture that you see there. And then once that part is designed, then you have to hire a licensed architect and a licensed civil engineer. Now when you start saying the word licensed, dollar signs start following that. Where to get stamp plans with Boone County and um, all that kind of stuff, the price went up. But here's what I want you to hear through this and another miracle that took place is my dad's always told me, always get three estimates before you have someone come and do a service at your house or on your car, right? That like You just don't trust one estimate. But there's due diligence in getting three estimates. And so we got an estimate, and this it's just laughable, to do architectural services for these projects to submit to the county. They wanted, between the civil and the architectural services, just to draw everything up on some paper. So that money would go just for the license plans. The second one we got for the license work was gonna be $70,000. So I'm like, okay, we're getting a little better, but still way out there. So just the cost associated with all of this can get very high very quick. But here's where the miracle comes in. You guys wanna hear the miracle part of it? The miracle part of it is... I found this lead generator that where you put your project on and then people can kind of see, okay, this is what they're looking to do. I want to get it. I'm interested in this. And so we found an older couple who's on their way into retirement. They own a architectural civil um, company who does these works, does this work. They're a Christian couple. And they, uh, her, her husband is the, the, does the engineer work and she does the architectural work and her husband actually grew up in Erlinger, Kentucky. Uh, They've moved to Tennessee uh, about 15 years ago, but still have their license in the state of Kentucky. And they saw the project and called me on the phone and said, hey, we've designed designed several projects like this for churches and um, we just wanna be a blessing. And we wanna donate a lot of our time if you would have us. you know, when you kind of start a conversation off like that, you're like, "Okay, God, I, I hear you and I see you in this." And so, the final price to have them do their services—these are going to be licensed, both the civil, the the site work, um, all drawn up, and the building plans all drawn up—for a grand total price of four thousand eight hundred dollars. So, to put that in perspective, <laughs> incredible, incredible. So as I said, I have several other stories. I'm going to save them for the weeks ahead. But all of this has happened pretty quick. And uh, as Pastor Joyce has shared in times past, when God begins to provide things, you just begin to move and you begin to go with him. Uh, So pretty awesome that this is going to be a reality in the next short months. So as we said, we have a 40-day goal Um, to try our best and to prayerfully consider of what we can give and understanding that 100% of everything given is going directly toward the building, um, the labor, the the electrical, everything that has to go into this thing to get a certificate of occupancy. And we are gonna celebrate big when that certificate comes in. So take this calendar home with you, pray through it, talk through it, call me, call pastor, whoever, if you have other questions, um, my mom, Jody, is actually going to be in the back if you have any further questions or want to talk with her. Um, and then Bren's going to come up here in a little bit and just share about ZCA and their calendar and getting registered for the Color Run. Uh, but Kathy, I want you to come up and I want you to share her testimony. She's got what she's calling the Chester miracle of an awesome time in Jeff and Kathy's life when they were just a little bit younger, And uh, we're here at the church where God had had done a miracle for them. But Tim, I want you to put that picture up on the screen. I found this. I was going through a lot of pictures and photo albums. And um, I think this was like 1995, 1996, somewhere right in there. And this is up at what was known as Rosegate at the time, but is now the powerhouse. Uh, And that's Chester, uh, Pastor Joyce's husband. And he's, I guess, playing with some piñata. And then Kathy, where if you want to find Kathy, find a group of kids and she'll be there. Uh, so Kathy's over there and just came across that. So I thought I'd show it. Uh, but Kathy, I want you to come and share uh,
1: your miracle and your story. Doing this two times is really hard. It is. I know. It really is. So, and it's like, ooh, um, so I want to tell, like, I want to tell two miracles because they're pretty cool. Um, so I want to preface before I talk about the Chester miracle. Um, but uh, all of these, it's miracle after miracle after miracle that's happened just in the last couple of months. And I heard, this is from Christine, Crain, Christine Kane. She's like, divine alignments um, are sent for divine assignments. And But these divine alignments have been happening for many, many years what just the Rosegate property and, and different stuff, and, and even the hearts of all of uh, the people who were original. i was just going to real quick stand up right now if, y- if you or one of your children were the first group that came to Zion Christian Academy. So just stand up real quick. So her kids, um, your kid, Caleb, Christian. If, yeah, just stay standing up just for a minute. Even though there was a ton of people here at the nine, but... Um, Kim? Not yet. Yeah. So um, and Becca came shortly after. Yeah. um, So a lot of just a small core here right now. You guys can sit down. So but a lot of what came later happened years ago. So this is like a 25-year-old miracle that I'm going to tell you about. But I want to back up to Romans 4 first. So you can go ahead and put that up because God, before Jeff and I could really step out with this miracle, he was working on our hearts before. So in Romans 4 is something that God, um, when I was in my 20s, um, he told me to do this. He's like, um, I want you to start um, basically calling things that aren't as though they are. And so that's faith. So in Romans 4, 17 and 18... Um, I'll read it. This is from the message, and I, have it, I sort of have it written down on... Um, I have these little journals, but I always put it at the beginning of every one because it's just something that he spoke to me and that I still have to remind myself to do because it's basically getting my mouth under control. Like, you can speak blessing or you can speak curses, so it just helped me to, all right, this is, this is what you need to do. So in Romans 4.17, in the message... Um, says, we call Abraham father, not because he got God's attention by living like a saint, but because God made something out of Abraham when he was a nobody. Isn't that what we've always read in Scripture? God is saying to Abraham, I set you up as father of many peoples. Before he, even, he was old and he knew he couldn't have a kid. Abraham was first named father and then became a father because he dared to trust God to do what only God could do, raise the dead to life with the word, make something out of nothing. And so when everything was hopeless, Abraham believed anyway, deciding to live not on the basis of what he saw he couldn't do, but on what God said he would do. And then he, he blessed him. He made him, you know, somebody who was old and, of course, couldn't have a kid, then became uh, the father of... Nations, so, um, so that's what he started. He started teaching us to do um, was start because you know you're you're young, you're struggling. We were struggling. Um, Teacher salary. Then I didn't have a job. God also told me to quit my job, and at the time I was making maybe more, and I carried all of our insurance. So it was just a faith journey. So God told me to give. Chester a certain amount of money, and um, I didn't even have that money. It was just a couple. Hundred, it was just a couple hundred dollars, but I just I didn't have it. did I didn't really even have a job then, and so um, because like I said, divine alignments for di- divine assignments. Um, so he was testing us, and, and all of this, so like, are you gonna trust God? Are you just are you going to do what I tell you do? Because it's so I could have just said no no, I don't have the money, and, and go on, but, so I went over to CNJ. that's where Jeff worked, he quit one of his jobs and went to work there as well, and, um, and so I walked in, Chester's like, hey, do you paint? I was like, do I paint? I guess that was the beginning of, I do paint a lot, I still do, um, yeah, I, I love providing my services like a day to people who need uh, paintings, like, I'll give you a day, that'll be my blessing, um, so he's like, "Yeah, okay, so the eve over there, and if you look at it, um, on that side by the old kindergarten house, the Eve is what I scraped and painted that whole side. And um, I was, I, I'm used to getting up on ladders and stuff, but yeah, I did. And so um, so I go, go back over to uh, I think it was C and J. yep, I walked over to C and J, and he's like, "You know, finished, how much?" And I told him, and it was around 200 bucks, like it was a. Sp- This is 25 years ago or more. Um, So it was about 200 bucks. And um, so he handed me the money, cash, and I handed it right back. I said, um, I feel like I know that God told me to plant this into you. And at that time, Chester didn't need my $200. Um, And so Chester... I know some of you know him. Many of you didn't. He just took the money. He's like, "Are you sure?" And he plopped it in his pocket. And um, but he did so a little lesson. He wasn't scriptural. I didn't. I want to say he's not spiritual, but he he was practical. He he took practical because he knew you what you plant, you 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 sow, you reap. Um, And so with what measure you. Your faith allows whatever you give is what you're going to get back if you plant one thing, you'll get one thing back. So anyway, um, we had already been, God's already been dealing with us on that sort of thing, but never, it was usually somebody out of need, like, oh, they need this, and so we would talk, and, you know, so we would plant. Um, But this was, there was no need. He just told me to do it, and it was either we were going to be faithful or we could just, it's so easy just to let that go, just, yeah, that wasn't God. I don't have 200 bucks. And... So anyway, but we did. And so from that, from that time brings, um, if any of you guys grew up when Chester used to come and take up the offering, he always, always told us to um, hold it up. You guys remember that? Anybody in the house that remembers that? Do you guys remember that or were you too young? Um, yeah, yeah, he would always say, hold it up. Well, it's scriptural. I didn't know it, but he told me, Yep, hold it up. Get something and hold it up. And so it is scriptural, and I didn't even know it because he didn't share that with me. But he just always asked me, hey, so he would see me Sunday. Yep, put it in your pocket. That wasn't the end of it. Um, he would say, have you asked God to remember that gift? Because that's what he told me. That's really the only instruction he gave me is um, you ask God to remember that. And so that's why I, I want to share this simple little um, You know, um, so this is in Psalms. Um, Tim, you can put that up. So this is the Chester miracle. And so it says, may he remember all your gifts and look favorably on your burnt offerings. May he grant your heart's desires and make all your plans succeed. And so that's what he was saying. He didn't give chapter and verse, but that's what he's saying. And, you know, I know Abraham did the same thing. God, you said, you said, like this was a long time. And and really, Abraham didn't even see everything that came because of because of what he did. And because of what we did, we, we were looking, we were in this, we were here. But we couldn't see that what we did really affected our kids, um, this school, like everything. Um, so all of these, like I said, this story, he's, he's telling us what's happened the last couple months, but so much has been happening for so many years. And so it was just um, within a couple months, he, you know, Sundays, he would just say, hey, you know, he would just remind me, are you, are you asking God to remember your gift? Are you saying, God, remember this? And I, I did, physically, you know, I did. And so it was within a couple months, somebody came to me and said, um, how much do you owe in student loans? And I said, 25000 and, um, and they said, I want to pay those, I want to pay your loans off. And so that around $200, and I told Garrett, this is one thing I will remember, uh, this morning when he was telling that. So we added to the school calendar, if you looked, the, the kids are going home with calendars say one, two, three, four. So here it's two zeros, 100, 200, 300. So God took that 200 bucks. And added two more zeros. So it was actually, it was two more zeros plus 5,000. So um, it was an odd amount. Like it wasn't, I think it was literally, I'm thinking it was like 175 bucks he told me to give Chester Robinson to plant. So I got back, like he just blew another two zeros on that and paid off my student loans. So I know I've told that story to kids who have student loans, um, but I haven't, you know, told the story a lot, but... So it's, it's not, what we're doing here is not about money and buildings, but it's about the hearts of, of the kids. And, and the difference, you guys have no idea. The kids that are here, a lot of them do not go to church, but we minister to them every day. We're introducing them to Jesus every single day. And um, the miracles that happen, I think you're going to share the one. It's just how God's sending people here. And really, I know that my kids and, and all of this crew that came through here first, you know, you're different. And the kids who would leave here and go to other schools, it's like, wow, they're so different. So it was, it was worth it. And um, so um, so with the accreditation, I didn't say this the first time. So what we're going through, God spoke into my heart to prepare me over 10 years ago. So a divine alignment for divine assignment. So we met the Hawses. How many years ago was that mission trip? Fourteen. And so he hooked us up with them. And Andrew is a principal of an accredited school. And I was reading their church history. And Dave Hawes is the one who took them through accreditation. And something like went, boop, within me, like maybe you will be the one that does that for Zion. And I was like, what? Like, that was, I was just teaching, or maybe I wasn't even teaching then. i don't even know because I took some time off after Caleb and Christine, you know, left um, it, when we went back to elementary only. So it's like, a div- talk about a divine alignment. And so, and Andrew, he has helped me. I've, ma- I've made phone calls. He has set me up with people who are, um, you know, they can afford just somebody who, does curriculum. So I've, I've used Andrew a lot through this journey. And um, so that was just a really cool, um, another alignment, but it's one after another, after another. So just know it's God, it's like, just like Chester didn't need my $200, um, but we needed the miracle that was attached to it. And God does it. He can build, he owns everything, the planet on everything, everything on it. So Yes, we, we need the money, but do you understand it's so much more about money. It's, it's for your benefit. That's why I want to encourage you. If you can't even pay your house payment or your car payment, you know, we were struggling back then. But just to be obedient, to listen to God in this and hear. And when you decide on what you're going to give, um, know that he has your back on all the, of your needs. But just I would say to always do that, um, hold it up. In your heart or even at home, hold up when you decide what you're going to give, just hold it up and, and hold him to that. I mean, that is scriptural to have him remember, just remind God, remind him. And so um, that was one of many miracles, and I wanted to tell another, but I think I've talked too long.
0: And just like, can we just put our hands together? That was an awesome miracle. And I want to hear from other members of our church. If you have a miracle of God moving, we want to get that out and just to encourage um, our faith during this time. But Tim, I want you to put up a quick testimony from a parent that's just started, uh, enrolled her two kids, three kids here at the school. Uh, her name is Dana Hahn. And uh, just meeting them is, was a really cool connection. Bree did their wedding video and um, Uh, also one of our teachers, I think the Robinson, you guys knew Dana from, she was a waitress at uh, at a a restaurant back in the day. Lexi knew her. But I just want to read what um, she had to say about what God's doing in her her kids. And not only is it affecting her kids, the thing that's awesome about DCA is it affects the family. But here's what she says, if you can't read it, it says, so proud I have to do another shout out to my awesome kindergartner son, who's been working hard and the staff at his school. I'm just so happy right now. Uh, she said, If you only knew how much this kid has grown at his new school, it would amaze you. He's even amazed his teachers, didn't know any cursive when he started, and could barely recognize his letters. Look at him now. She said, He's reading, counting to 100, and can write up to that. Cursive gets better every day. Uh, he says his prayers before every meal without asking and continues to grow in, in every area. They have only been there for a little over two months. I really can't say enough positive things about the school. If you're considering a private school for your kindergarten or any grade, for that matter, ZCA is the place. We have had to make some sacrifices financially by not eating out as much and watching our spending, but nothing will ever measure up to watching your child succeed, to grow spiritually and educationally, and to learn life skills that will last a lifetime. It truly is a blessing to be a part of the Zion family. Note, I just received this picture from them while he's at school. This is from today. They're so excited on his progress. We never imagined he would be this far in such a short amount of time. Praises for an awesome school and the best teachers and staff. Tim, if you'd show him the picture of Jameson right there, there he is smiling and uh, has his name in cursive there. Now here's what's neat because this is kind of the common thread we've seen in our school, especially in our chapel services where the spirit of God is moving and I mean, it's, I literally have to fight back tears every chapel service as you're watching kids worship. It's, it's beautiful. But I want you to see what she said about her kids uh, in the first chapel service they were in. She said, I knew from the first chapel service I made the right choice. Here we are worshiping with all these kids and they're praising with their hands in the air. And Jameson felt so moved and started bawling his eyes out. The Spirit of God was touching him. And She said, I'll never forget that day as long as I live. His teacher came over and multiple other staff members and the amazing preacher, Garrett Cusick, I can't disagree with that, (laughs) pulled us aside and started praying over Jameson and I. I remember the moment like it was yesterday. She said, all the kids kept praising like nothing was going on. And that's our heart here is that when the Holy Spirit moves, that's normal, that keep you know, worshiping, that's when God touches a student, do it. And what's neat too is kids will even take time and pray for each other. It's awesome. Uh, But here's what she said through this experience. All my worries about money to pay for it and worries if I made the right decision went right out the window. How do you know when you encounter the presence of God, all your worries about money, about that I make the right decision, God has a way of bringing a peace that no man ever can. She said, "Zsa has been a life changer for our family, and I'll forever be thankful for each and every staff member there. I wanted to leave you with that testimony that when you're investing and you're, you're praying and, and asking God and going before the Holy Spirit, that your giving is going into healthy, debt-free soil and where more of these moments and experiences can take place with other students. And so this 40-day journey we're going on leading up to the color run, again, ask God what you can do. And I'm believing that just as Kathy shared a 25-year-old miracle, there's gonna be miracles in 2019 that we're gonna be testifying to and sharing as we step out in faith. I also wanna take you to one last uh, graphic here, the text to give. This is just a simple way, uh, whether you're praying, we are gonna have um, later in uh, May or mid-May, we'll have a time, to just take up an offering specifically for this. Uh, But if you want it to give over text to give, we have a keyword established. All you have to do is simply just text GPC Growth uh, to 73256. So there's a little bit of practical instruction there as well. Like I said, we'll have a time where you can hold it up and bring it as well. I think that would be pretty cool to do. Um, So just jot that down if you need to know it. Um, Before we uh, dismiss, Brent, I want you to come Share a little bit about the color run, uh, what that day is going to look like, as well as um, how we get signed up and registered.
2: So the color run, a lot of you guys came last year, but if you didn't, you missed out because it was awesome. Um, It's a 5K around our powerhouse campus. You can walk, you can run, you don't have to run, or you can just come and eat and play games and have the kids run because they need to be running anyway, right? Get all the energy out. So we would really love to see all of you guys there. Registration is $20. That includes your T-shirt. You want to wear your T-shirt on the day of because we are throwing paint. It's powder paint. It won't kill you. I promise. It's non-toxic. So you want to get registered. If you're not registered yet, meet me in the back. I have two computers. I can get you registered today. Um, And this... All of this is just adding into our fundraiser for this build too. We haven't announced it to the kids yet, so they're going to be really excited. Um, but they're doing their own calendars, and already this week is the first week we've done it. And on Friday, we actually brought in two thousand seven hundred dollars that the kids raised, which is over half. Yeah, that's awesome. So they did great. Um, and last year, total for the five K, we raised um, between five and six thousand. So we've already raised over half this year with more than a month to go than we did last year. Um, And so I was telling Pastor Garrett about that, that even that and seeing the kids and their excitement and their involvement is really just a testimony to what God's doing and what he wants to do. Um, So just quickly to brag, we had uh, 70 in enrollment last year at the school. This year we have 107. Um, And that's a huge growth and we had to turn a lot of people away this year because we didn't have room. And so we're already hoping to be around 130, 140 next year but if people are seeing a build site that could quickly get to like probably 200 students. Um, So we're really excited about it. The kids are really pumped about it. Um, We would really love to see you guys day of, and if you're just interested in volunteering day of, we always need more volunteers, so also meet me in the back. I'll get your name and your number, and we'll get a quick um, volunteer meeting when we get close. So please register. We'd love to see you there if you want to help out in any way. Um, And then again, just be praying about what your family or you as an individual want to be giving to our family, our church family calendar, uh, because we want to fill that whole thing up with color um, by the time the color run comes. So thank you guys so much. I'm going to get off this thing. Meet me in the back.
0: All right. All righty. So if you would stand to your feet, I want to pray for you. And you'll be dismissed. If you have any questions about the calendar, see Jody Ellen in the back. As well as, that's right. We need to do our giving for today. Uh, so as as the ushers come, you guys can just be seated real quick if you need to prepare your giving. I'm sorry. Can I say, can I
2: say one
1: more thing? Sure. Judy, Judy reminded me on Friday, um, so I had this news. And sh- these people are always speaking faith. So she even it came out with her about the gym, like. And she didn't know, and I couldn't really say anything. I was like, can I say anything yet? So um, I just wanted, she reminded me that she's just said that very thing of what was coming. She, they've been speaking it. Teachers have been speaking it. Pray for teachers. We need God to send us teachers as we grow.
0: Amen. Awesome. Well, as you prepare to give, let's just go before God in prayer. Father, we thank you for what's been established this morning. God, we thank you for this faith journey you have us on. God, we've already seen your hand moving mightily in a short amount of time. God, we're believing um, as we stretch our faith, God, that you're going to provide financially where we can do this project debt-free. We can honor you this way. God, we thank you for what we've learned through the legacy journey. We thank you that you've prepared our church up to this point. And where God guides, he always provides. So, God, we thank you. You own the cattle on a Thousand Hills. We thank you, God, for opportunity, that this is an opportunity, not an obligation. God, that we wanna invest into this opportunity. So God, we honor you as we give this morning of our tithes. Jesus' name, amen.